Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Ryan Urban. Ryan is author and podcast host of The Business Owner's Guide to Money. He sold his financial advisory firm in 2022 and now consults with business owners nationwide, virtually with online meetings on an hourly fee basis. He consults on a wide range of financial areas, from controlling taxes to protecting assets, from planning for retirement to making business more valuable to sell one day. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ryan. Diane, thank you. It's a pleasure. I am thrilled to be talking to you. I have so many questions. Um, And so I want to start by asking you what you think the value of a business plan is for a small business. It's it's uh, terribly underrated, and it's it's absolutely critical. And and really, it, whether it's a a person who's just thinking about starting a business, or someone who's brand new, or even someone who is an, an existing concern, it matters because. And it's funny when we write a business plan. It's kind of like when I used to write retirement plans for people. You know, they have lots of you know, fancy, cool, colorful charts and graphs and all kinds of neat graphics and everything else. And and oftentimes they just get put in a drawer. With a business plan, uh, I, and by the way, this is not a solicitation because I don't write business plans for people, but with a business plan, it's best if the business owner writes it themselves. And the reason is the value of a business plan is not the finished product. It's in the creation of the plan. So it requires the business owner to look at this company from every possible angle. So that includes things like uh, finances, the numbers, how much money do you have to make? How much money are you going to be spending? What does your competition do? How do they do it? What is their strengths and weaknesses? What kind of cost are you going to see as you open this thing up? How are you going to market your business? And I'll tell you, uh, in my personal opinion, if if you're surprised by something, particularly a cost, when you're running your business, that's your fault. That that should have been part of your business plan, either in a specific part of it or a contingency. And so I think that a business plan is the biggest reason a, a business fails and a business underperforms. So obviously, yeah, I think these things are pretty critical. Yeah, boy, and I'm so glad I asked the question because I love what you said about it really gives a business owner an opportunity to spend time taking a look at their business when we're so busy just doing mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily stop and take a look. That's great. Well, look at the look at the situation. You know, someone's thinking about starting a business. How exciting is that? Yeah. And it's it's like a new love. You're gonna overlook a lot of things and, and you simply can't do it. And I'll tell you. Another thing about a business plan, Diane, is that when you write this thing yourself and when you do the numbers, you may decide it ain't going to work. Yeah. 
And I would rather have mm. it happen when you're writing a business plan than after you've maxed out your credit cards. Boy, no kidding. Yeah, it's a great point. Okay, I've seen it. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. So I, talk to me about, let, let's sort of shift to financial reports because you know, my understanding is that a lot of business owners don't even know how to read their financial report. Like they don't know what they mean, right? So how should a business owner, you know, what are the reports they should be using and how should they be taking a look at them? This is so similar to a business plan because what'll happen is, uh, and I've seen it many times where a business owner kind of thinks, well, I have to write this business report or I have to, I have to spit it out of my computer, right? And, and so what they'll do is they'll kind of glance at it and then they won't do anything with it. That's a big mistake. The two main ones you want to have are an income statement and a balance sheet. But what do you do with them? They're yeah. so valuable, Diane, because whether you print it out every week, every month, every quarter, when I look at an income statement or a balance sheet, I see a bunch of questions. And, and the question is, Am I doing everything I can to optimize every line item? So, for example, what about my insurance costs? Am I have I really audited those things? And am, am I really sure that I'm making uh, I'm I'm spending an efficient amount of money on insurance? Am I not overspending? What about capital costs? You know, it, should I be spending more on things that help me make more money? And so every time you look at one of these reports, it shouldn't, it, it should, it should trigger your curiosity. And, and uh-huh. how can I, how can I use this report and the information on the report to make my business better now? Oh, that's so great. Cause that's the other thing we do. I'm so glad I'm asking these questions. Like, this is the other thing we do. We, you know, purchase something that we need, then we never take another look at it to say, is it still meeting my needs? Do I even need it at all? Should I be shopping it to see if there's a more competitive, you know, product or service out there? So it sounds to me like the, these are like reminders of the th- where we're spending our money. Absolutely. And, and, and boy, that's, I'm going to steal that point. That's a great, that's a great <laughs> <point>. <laughs> because You do that. Yeah, uh, because it 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 should stimulate some thought in your mind when you look at these reports, and it's they're not you know we're all kind of I hate I hate too much detail in my yeah. life, but there there are times when you really do have to kind of drill down and take a look at this stuff, and and a business report is is something that you can do either by yourself or if you have a key person with whom you you know you share this information, this is an opportunity then to to ask them questions. Do you think we're optimizing this line item? And and if not, what could we do to optimize it? So talk to me about key person. Like what, who is that? And um, I guess, you know, why are they considered a key person? What's their value? Another great question. Um, you look, we all know that finding good people is hard to, uh, is hard to do and it's, it's not getting any easier. Nope. And so what happens then is a key person is someone who simply, you know, if you're not there, essentially, the business is going to run. Or or if you can't be paying attention to, to, to their part of the business, you're going to be okay. There's someone who gets it. And it's entirely possible that a business owner listening to your, your show right now doesn't have a key person yet. 
right? So there, there always has to be someone who who they can they can hand things off to. And don't forget that key person may end up buying your business one day. So so you know <laughs> treat mm-hmm. them well. And and there are ways to incentivize uh, key persons, key people. And and it's it's so once you have one, celebrate it because first of all, there not everyone has them. But that key person is someone that you trust, that when you're not there, you know they're doing it, that they care, that they're emotionally, psychologically invested in, in the, the the growth of your business. And, and it's in that way that you can provide them with certain financial motivations and incentives that, that will make sure they continue to care that much. I mean, you know, it's it, and it's so simple. You know, these are people who, even if you just say good things to them, say positive things to them once in a while. What do they do? They go home and they tell their spouse and and, uh, they're excited. So if you find a key person, make sure they're involved and incentivized and make sure they they know they're appreciated. Excellent. Yeah, thanks. I'm sure we're not doing enough of that either. (laughs) Uh, Of course, we are talking about the biggest mistakes business owners make. Um, So let's talk about a business tax mistakes like what would you say is the biggest business tax mistake okay it's um uh, and I, and this is something else i guess i guess i wouldn't have come up with these if i hadn't seen them a thousand times yeah. uh, but it's organization what and, do you mean by that oh uh, yeah the, the 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 issue is that many times uh you know and i i get them out of this <laughs> but i'll have a business owner client in the early years who will who will you know hand me a shoebox and you know i'm sorry but but that's not how you should be organized you know you should organize yourself in such a way that every bit of information is not only available to your cpa once a year but is available year around and there are many reasons for that you want to audit yourself first of all Mm -hmm. but also i sold my business last uh october in july I, i wasn't selling it I just got a call out of nowhere and, and weird, right? And four, yeah. four months later, it's over. You know, I, I'm, wow. I, I've sold it. And I had all of my financial ducks in a row. I listened to myself. You know, I took my own advice and, and I had all my numbers, all my taxes, all my costs. And they asked for it. Bam. I gave it right to them. And when someone is going to buy your business, you know, that kind of organization matters. But your CPA is not a mind reader. And and so you you have to say you have to know what they want from you, and you have to have a system in place that you can run by yourself that ensures that you're that organized, so that you're going to give them a nice tight document. And and that sounds kind of trivial, but I'm telling you, that's the biggest mistake we make because they can't read your mind, and that's where we miss stuff. And it's not just missing income; it's missing outgo, or it's missing opportunities to save money. When you're doing taxes, Diane, when, when, when you have someone doing your taxes, what are they doing? They're looking in the rearview mirror. They're they're right. looking behind, right? They're looking at last year. Well, you have to look through the windshield too. You have to do your planning for the future. And so if you know your tax situation, if you know your numbers, and if you're organized, it makes it much easier to plan ahead to save money. I say... Yeah, that 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 is great. And you know, you mentioned something about selling your business and I think there's a lot of business owners that either never really think about that or 
really think they're not going to sell their business, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but um, I, I think the belief is that they still need some sort of an exit plan. So, yeah. okay. So, so speak to that. If there's people listening, there, there's going to be a variety, right? People listening yeah. who it's never entered their mind. They're going to keep doing it till they die, whatever. Okay. I call it the look. And, and the look is, I'll uh, when I'm working with someone for the first time, I'll say, so wh- what's your long-term plan? What's your exit strategy? <laughs> and they'll look at me like they have no idea what I'm talking about. And I got to tell them, you know, you're building equity in this business, just like you're building equity in your home. And so whether, and really you want to start planning for the exit of your business five or 10 years out at least, because there are things, and, and you know what, this is something that I, that I, it was like an epiphany that I had about how the things you do to make your business more valuable to sell later, help your business today. <laughs> it, 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 it makes your business, I mean, think about selling a used car. You're going to spiff it up. You know, you're going to make sure the oil's changed, you know, and, and you're going to make sure that it's running for years. And then when you sell it, it's going to sell more easily. Right. So you have to think about exit planning. And the reason for that. Not only do you want to maximize, you you want to maximize what you get for the business. You want to minimize taxation, right? You got mm-hmm. to plan for that, and you've got to minimize the future legal potential things as well. And so, you again, this is looking through the through the windshield instead of the rearview mirror. Remember that when you sell your business, that may be your retirement. That, you know, and, and so you may not have had maybe instead of putting money into a, into an IRA, you've been putting money into the business. Okay, now it's time to get it back out for retirement. And and when when we do retirement planning for businesses, it's a little more complicated because we have to think about things like multiples, like you know how much will you be able to sell this business for? What will that look like when it's wrapped into your retirement plan? And so if if you're looking hmm. down the road, or it may be that you're going to sell your business and roll that money into another business. Well, we got a plan for that too. And man, taxes are taxes aren't small. Yeah, <laughs> they're, not, they're not insignificant, and, and so there are ways to minimize your exposure to taxation when you sell your business. The earlier you get to do it, get in on this, the better for you. But don't forget again, the things you do today can help you later and today. Yeah, right. Right. I'm really glad that you said that because once again, I think people hear exit plan and they think about the future. And what I'm hearing you say is, okay, and it it helps you right now because it helps you problem solve, create better efficiencies, things like that. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what would you say are like the key drivers of a successful business? You know, um, there, there are a few. Uh, as I mentioned, organization is terribly important. Yeah. Uh, another uh, uh, very important thing, there, there are a couple of things. Another thing is, and this is really understated often, and that's communication. And I'm not talking about um, communication with prospects or clients or vendors. I'm talking about intercompany communication. And if if you were, uh, if I were an in, in, uh, interior designer, I would talk about feng shui. Yeah. Right. So, so, so essentially the, the movement of air, the movement of information through us, through a company, how does, what does that look like? Where are the bottlenecks? 
where is where does communication become distorted from the time the, the phone rings with a new client to the time you are billing them, you know, for service? So I, I see that th- that's really really underappreciated, Diana. And and you see a lot of bottlenecks when you and you can actually see a bottleneck like the first one or two times I'm visiting the company because you, you can see where the the the, in, the information is not flowing smoothly. There's another thing too. And and this is I mean, actually I'm kind of combining a couple of of the mistakes we make. But another important thing is that a business owner, you may be the world's best chiropractor, or the world's best plumber, or the world's best florist. That does not mean you're going to be a good and effective business owner. <laughs> wait, wait. Will you say uh, that again? Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. You may not be a good and effective business owner only because you know what you're doing. Okay, with with what you actually do, right? So, you have to build out your business owner skill set, and and that means things like communication, organization, and and when there are things that that you're simply not good at, then you have to have a system that you can use to pawn it off, <laughs> or to or to at least aut- aut- automate it the best you can. And I'll tell you what, and Diane, you know this, there's a cottage industry of, of, of people who provide programs for businesses. Yeah. You know, from everything from, from accounting to, you know, collections. I mean, you don't have to do everything yourself. And, and I know, uh, well, actually some of them are free and some are pretty cheap, but you know, there, this is going to be an expense. And in fact, that might not be a bad thing to have in your business plan. Okay. I, I'm going to have to spend, you know, uh, $200 a month on, on this software and that software and that software just to keep my act together. And and that's okay. But these things have become so cheap now. Yeah. That they're very, very doable. Well, plus if you weigh it against what it's costing for you to be doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then also, of course, again, that's, you know, that may not be our bailiwick and, and we can goof things up pretty quick, you know? Right. So, I mean, I I uh, I have a great deal of personal experience in goofing things up, and, and uh, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, as a business owner, it's 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 so hard. I mean, we we all know that it's so hard to see the forest for the trees because we're so busy doing you know the the daily manual grind that that when you can, anytime you have the opportunity to take a little bit of a weight off yourself, that's a great way to do it, and in some cases. That might be even uh, some kind of a, a working relationship with another company where you you know trade services or something like that because yeah. uh, you don't want to make a mistake and and when it comes to anything having to do with numbers so so you know taxes accounting and all that uh, collections you, there's not a lot of room for error and, and so just faking it I think is is a, a bad idea. Oh boy, I I so agree with you on that. And when you're talking about organization and and um things like that, I automatically go to systems and structure. Yes. Right. Yep. And, and these internal systems. Um, and so uh, what I'm hearing is it's critically important, which I totally agree with. How does a business owner figure out like what internal systems are best for them? Cause like I get this question about CRM and, and things like that. And it feels like it's pretty individual. It, yeah, that you know, the good news is that there are so many choices out there, and the bad news is that there are so many choices. <laughs> out there. 
So you, you, you need, there's only a couple of ways to do this. One, you know, it, it's like, and it's so funny because it's like when I've done investment planning, investment for, uh, retirement planning for clients, you know, there's, it's the same thing. There are so many choices out there. The hard part is narrowing it down so that you have a couple of good choices to choose from and then just get rid of the garbage, you know, on the, on the other side. Right. You know, you, you have to do your research and, and you have to look for, for reviews that you can believe you can look for, you know, can ask people who, who run a business, you know, what do you use? What's your, what's the strengths and weaknesses of it? Because you're right. Every and that's one of my favorite words is system. <laughs> Every system has its own unique character. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, like, for example, this one is going to be better for detailed oriented white collar businesses. And then this one over here is best for blue collar business, blah, 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 you know. And, and so you have to try to narrow it down that way. And generally speaking, the way that I do it personally for my own firm, uh, what, when I owned it was, was I would just go in and I would look for reviews and I would try to understand the system the best I could. And you, you know, you, you can get a pretty good feeling for it just in a few minutes once you're, once you're in there. Sure. Um, and oftentimes they will provide you with some guidance on this kind of system is best for that situation. You also have to. If you possibly can, just call them. You know, we—I know how tempting it is to do stuff online, but but sometimes you have to speak with a human being, and and you know, ask them questions that are specific to you. And uh, you know, sometimes that's the best you can do. And 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 when I when I would take on a new system, I did it with okay. I'm giving this puppy thirty days, and let's see if wow. I can warm up to it enough. You know. Yeah. Because it's too important. It's plus, if you can't explain it to a key person, huh. now you got a double problem because they're going to be off, <laughs> you know. And but it has to be something that you personally are comfortable with. Boy, yeah, that it is such a good point. I love this idea of having it in your mind that you're trying it. Yeah, oh yeah. That, that you're you know going to give it energy just to make sure that it's the right solution. So you're not going to be upset if you decide it's not. Right. And and you'll move on to the next one because I think that that's one of those. First of all, I think it paralyzes people so they make no decision. Yes. Right. Or they make a decision and then they force themselves to make it work even when it's not working. Uh, so true. And uh, there, there's actually another possibility. And this happened to me too, personally. And that is sometimes you'll find you don't really need the system. Yeah. You know, ah, I, you know what? I, I, I know what these things do now. I don't need this. I, I can do this by doing this and this, or, or, or this is too much, you know? So right. yeah, sometimes you have to learn by doing, but man, I'm a cheapskate and I'm not, I'm not going to spend money on something I don't need or, or something that is way beyond me, you know? Yeah, but that, so I'm glad you brought that up too, because a lo- like I know I have people say to me, Oh, you got to get this program. You got it. This thing's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm an early adopter. So I will take a look at it. But then I have to say to myself, Okay, hang on a second. Does this even pertain to my business? Is this even something that, because just because Joe thinks it's fabulous doesn't mean it even fits with what I'm doing. Exactly right. Exactly right. And so, and, and that's why, and also it's so important that the actual business owner is the one doing the first, you know, look at it Ah. because you have the vision for your company. And, and so you're going to have to decide, but if you do have that key person or at least someone with whom you can have a conversation about what you need, take their input too. And say, you know, and especially if they have experience 
in 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 that area, you're going to say, okay, what kind of what kind of things do you look for? Because they can be a big help too, and they can teach you so that then you're comfortable with it. Uh, so it's it, you mm. know, there's a few things you have. It's an art as much as a science, and and it you know your point is so important that it it's up to the individual. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I love that idea of having conversations that make sense, right? Get, getting people involved, which is why you need these people in your world who know things you don't. And that's the intercompany communication that I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah I get it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ryan, I'm loving this. So if there's one thing that you would uh, suggest that the listeners think about, take action on, you know, after they've listened to this episode, what do you think it would be? It's, it, it is the one thing that excites me the most about, about my book and, and about uh, everything I do. And that is when we talked about how planning for the future can help you today. Mm. Because uh, there are, we look at 16 things. And and they 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 include things like is your technology up to speed, um, is the owner too important to the business? In other words, if you were to leave and sell the business, what you know, someone yeah. someone's buying your business is going to see that, and it's going to make your business less attractive. But also today, what happens if you get hurt? What happens if you get sick? You know, right. you need someone who can step in. So we look at sixteen different things that end up being able to help you tomorrow, today, but also when someone is looking to purchase your business, it's going to make your business that much more valuable. So of all the things I, I talk about, that's it. That That's the one. Okay. That, that is so great. I appreciate it. And, and so thank you so much for spending this time with us. I think this has been an invaluable conversation. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you, how they can find your book, please? Sure. Uh, it's available on... Uh, um, on Amazon, uh, it's a the business owner's guide to money. You can go to my website and uh, learn more about me. It's uh, alpha for the number four business, alpha for business.com. And my uh, email is Ryan, R Y A N, at alpha for business.com. Excellent. Thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, 
but my life. Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Lachifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.